Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 172 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On today's episode, I get to chat with your sober bestie and mine, Jenna. This episode is so fun. Jenna is such a breath of fresh air, and she talks all about her pregnancy. During this episode, when we filmed, she was three weeks away from her due date. She is ready to pop. And in this episode, she talks all about her sobriety and recovery journey and how she is taking all that knowledge, all that experience, and putting it forward into her new growing family. She also touches on how her sobriety journey has actually influenced her own family, her parents, her mom, her dad, her husband, and their relationship with alcohol. This is such a fantastic conversation. Let's get into it. Each and every person has been touched by recovery, whether it's a partner, son, daughter, best friend, work colleague, or yourself personally. Whatever your reason for recovery is, we are all in this together. At A Sober Girl's Guide, our mission is to build awareness, foster a strong community, and give you the tools to change your relationship with alcohol. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology created to help provide accountability for people in recovery. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones who can offer support in the event of a slip-up or relapse. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time to help rebuild that trust and foster peace of mind. Soberlink is currently building a strong community of people in recovery. Get inspired and inspire others today by joining the community at www.soberlink.com forward slash ASGG. Jenna, what's going on? How are you? 
Hey girl, hey. Well, <laughs> you know, I think I told you, just huffing and puffing. I'm, yes. I I want to apologize to everybody to just start out with. I'm probably going to <laughs> be losing my breath a lot in a conversation, but it's totally normal. Don't worry about me. Totally fine. You're just like very pregnant and about to pop any day now, right? Nine like, months. It's crazy. Damn. When are you due? Like in three weeks. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like kind of freaking out. Oh. Yeah. I took a birthing class yesterday. Yeah. Wild men. You watch these women. Like, they, I first of all salute anybody who's like, bring a film crew in. Oh, and no. you can watch this <laughs> because I'm watching oh. these and I'm like, oh my God. Wait, you're actually watching. Oh, the birth, like the, the, everything. Oh, it's a dude, lot. I could never do that. It's like I, I would just be surprised. Even, ignorance is bliss. I totally don't recommend it. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can't unsee that. You can't. You like those visuals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. it's happening. I mean, don't. Yeah. So I'm gonna be doing that in a couple of weeks. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, put that on your calendar. Check. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Jenna, I definitely want to talk more about pregnancy and birth and everything you've gone through because, you know, it definitely brings up a lot of emotion. It, mm-hmm. It's a lot of growth as a person, but I want to talk a little bit about your backstory. If you could tell us your BS story, so your before sobriety story and what yeah. that looked like. Of course. I love talking. This is honestly my favorite thing to talk about. So (laughs) it is. It's like, uh, I just get so empowered talking about this. I feel like so um, I grew up in West Virginia. So it's like a more like rural state. Sure. In the US. And uh, a lot of there's a lot of addiction in the state of West Virginia. We were Mm. like highly impacted by the opioid epidemic. Um, and especially with, when you get into more rural communities, I feel like there's not as many resources available. And also people have like, I love my state. Listen, I'm loud and proud, even though I don't live there anymore, but a little bit more close-minded about, you know, resources that could be available. Okay. So growing up, my dad suffered from alcoholism my whole entire life. Mm. I never knew him to really like, there was like peaks of my dad that I can remember him being sober, but Mm. a lot of my memories of him were him struggling with addiction. Mm-hmm. And I throughout my life had begun to resent him so much because yeah. it affected not only me, I'm the oldest in the family. Okay. Um, so makes sense. Yeah. I really like took on almost this like protector um totally dance with everything and like would stand up for my mom and me and my brother and yeah. It, our relationship was like so bad. Yeah. I would say things like, I hate you. I didn't understand addiction at this time. Like I hate sure. you. I, would ne- I will never be you. Like, I hate you mm. so much. I can't believe like, why, why can't you just quit? Like if you loved us, you yeah. would just quit. 
And looking back, I have vivid memories where I remember him feeling guilt and shame. Like Mm. I'm going to change. I promise this time is going to be different. But when I describe my dad during this time, it's like he addiction goes back so far in my family. I don't even know like where it started. And he had like one tool in his tool chest that he could use. And that was alcohol. That was for coping. That was for if he was stressed, mad, angry, anything like that's all my dad knew. So for me to expect him to just be like, I'm going to quit. And that's it. Like if that was, if it was that easy, my goodness, like we would. Yeah. Just snap our fingers and it'd be done. Yeah. So in high school, I took my very first psychology class and I remember learning about addiction and I thought, my God, like I, I, I cured my family. Like I found what's going to fix my family. It's psychology. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And I mean, I became obsessed with psychology. I ended up studying it in college. I have my um, background is in psychology. I got my bachelor's degree. Yeah. That still didn't open up my eyes really to like what my dad was struggling through at the time. Our relationship continued to get strained, like even through my twenties when I didn't start drinking. Like if you would look at typically like, you know, I was diagnosed with alcoholism. Okay. I wouldn't even touch alcohol in high school. Like Hmm. it was just like, I was like, so I resented my dad, but I also resented alcohol for what it did. Totally. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I remember my first boyfriend in high school when I was 15. Like I heard he had went to a party and drank and I was like, Rick, you went to a party and drank beer and smoked a cigarette. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking is so uncool. It's not like we are, this is not okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, no alcohol until college. Okay. But the irony is even the first time that I drank, I blacked out. Like I had like a bottle of wine and I just chugged it and I blacked out and Mm. I never, ever, ever had control. Like it was just always binge drinking. Anytime that I drank, I would black out. And I was so good at sitting on this high horse in my family and being like, you need therapy. You need to go get help. You need to go to rehab. Like I sure. was so good at doing that. And I didn't realize if I would have like known maybe the earlier signs of addiction yeah. and knew like that the red flags to kind of look for, because I feel like that is a red flag, like drinking for the very first time and like completely overindulging when you have not only the genetics, but the history of trauma that I had Mm. in my life, it was a red flag for me to kind of like keep a lookout on. Okay. But I continued and I drank like every weekend until the end of my twenties and my thirties, we moved away. Me and my now husband 
and I got lonely and I could see like, so I went from drinking like weekends to yeah. it like grew. Like it was like, okay, well like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sure. Dabble into Monday, any day yeah. off. If I, if I knew I had a, the day off the next day, I was blacking out like oh yeah, a given. Totally. That is a drinking <clears throat> day. Yeah. Yeah. And I vividly remember my dad coming down. It was actually came up with my Facebook memories um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I had written on my Facebook the, the week that they came to visit. So my parents, because they live further away, they would come like a week every summer to visit. And my parents came down and my dad and I blacked out every single night that he was down. And I said horrible things to my mom and like things that I totally regretted. And I remember sitting there afterwards with this sick feeling of like, I am him. Like I like saw myself there. Yeah. And that's really what prompted me to schedule my first therapy appointment and okay not really like i feel like maybe subconsciously like i wanted to like dig maybe further into it yeah. but really like i wanted to like fix my family i was like oh like i'm going to like yeah. fix this and i was super lucky to have a therapist that was really intuitive um belinda and yeah my first appointment she was like how much do you drink she asked me and mm. I had never been honest with anybody before. Like, yeah. I don't think I we ever like, are. No, I, like, go, like, fill out your your forms at your primary care physician. Like, yeah. occasionally I'll drink. Yeah. Occasionally I'll have a cigarette. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, I'm drinking and, like, blacking out. Like, I'm drinking two bottles of wine, like, four nights a week. And she just, I remember her reaction was, like, shocked. like and she's like you're you're small I'm only five foot two and she's like that's so much for you to drink yeah like and my first thought was like shit I just told like somebody else like that sucks (laughs) oh I'm busted yeah yeah and but I kept going back there I mean it was super messy and the but I can see now like I only had that one tool in my toolbox. Like I only had the alcohol when I was lonely, when I moved to Virginia, when I was stressed about work, when I had any reason under the sun to celebrate, that's all that I had. Sure. And so on the flip side, like it took me, it wasn't like Again, we talk about it's not like you like realize that you're like she yeah. Belinda's like you are an alcoholic and I'm like praise be. I guess I'll just <laughs> drop the bottle now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, done. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's it was like the more that I worked on myself in therapy, yeah. the less shiny that alcohol became. So totally. It was like I was picking up all of these new ways to cope and these new habits and these new routines, Mm -hmm. but I was still like relapsing along the way and 
one day I went out with girlfriends. I had too much to drink, but mm-hmm. the next day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to be really serious this time. And that was on November 4th, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I ran a 5k that day hungover, which was totally normal for me to do. <laughs> Like totally is now I can barely walk up the stairs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I had my I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, my mom and my friend hold me accountable. And now we're here and this November it'll be five years. Wow. Yeah. So what about that day about like making the decision to take it serious? Was it just kind of over time, like building this awareness of like, okay, like this shit keeps happening. Let's like try other healthier coping skills or what, what do you think the threshold was? It was like, well, A, I could, I could see I was like learning through therapy. Sure learning about alcoholism as a disease. Okay. It made me realize that it is progressive. And I didn't realize that at all. Like I just looked at alcoholics as like, you know, I had a few in my family that like Mm -hmm. everybody would use as a, the, like, they are the pinnacle. Like, well, at least okay. I'm not like so-and-so totally. and they wake up in the morning and they're drinking, right. you know, in their coffee. Right. <clears throat> that was my view of it was like, yeah. you must be drinking every single day to be, yeah. to have alcoholism. That is like, totally what it looks like, but or have like multiple DUIs or have yeah. like, uh, um, an anklet monitoring kind of thing or yeah. like all these extreme extreme visuals and like I guess kind of beliefs around alcoholism disheveled I always picture yeah. like men for some reason like totally yeah women yes. were like not in when I thought of an alcoholic like I never thought of a woman totally and I think that that skewed my views for a while, sure. realizing that I could see my own progression. I could see I went from drinking one night a week to two to three to four, then to then it was like I couldn't stop. Like I could see throughout therapy and throughout the months of me working on myself when I tried to hold myself accountable. Yeah. I couldn't trust myself to do it. Like Mm. it's not like I had, I had no control. Right. And giving 
people that I love that I know really truly care about my well being. Yeah. The ability to hold me accountable to something that was really important to me that helped too, because I broke promises to myself over and over and over and over and over again. So I had proven to myself that I couldn't trust me to do it, to do it alone. You know, I'm Belinda. I respected her so much, my therapist, but she even couldn't hold me accountable because she wasn't there living with me. Like, you know, my husband was, or talking to me every day, like my mom was right. So giving them that ability really helped too, because I didn't not only like number one, I didn't want to let myself down, but then I had these three people that are so important to me. I didn't want to let them down either. Yeah. So what does that look like? Can you give us maybe an example of like how say your husband would hold Mm -hmm. you accountable or like, would he just like swat the drink out of your hand or like what? Knock. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. No. So, I mean, it it definitely took me being honest, you know, just like going to therapy. It takes you being honest. Like you have to be real and raw. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was feeling triggered, I know one time in specific, I worked in corporate sales for years and corporate sales, like it is a grind, man. Like it yeah. is very stressful. It's aggressive. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and I came home one day and I just was like, I want to drink. I want to go. I had like my routine in place. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's not like it wasn't just quitting the drinking. It was like the adrenaline of like driving to the grocery store. I knew what I was going to get there. I knew I was going to yeah. get my two bottles of wine, my two packs of cigarettes, and I'd sit on my back porch and I'd drink by myself. Yeah. And I could feel that like burning, like sensation, like in my heart of like, I really want to drink right now. I told mm-hmm. my husband and he said, sit on the couch and don't move. Like just stay right there. And he drove and he got me dinner from my favorite restaurant, which was sushi. Mm-hmm. And then we started this like new tradition out of that. So every Friday when I would normally go and get my wine and get my cigarettes, we would go get sushi and we would sit on the couch and we would watch my favorite TV show. And so it was like Hmm. something different to look forward to instead of the other routine that I was so used to. Yeah. Totally. Wow. And it, it doesn't seem like it's that grandiose, you know, like of a, of a change or like, it doesn't seem like it's super far off of like what your normal routine is. It's just like these little tweaks along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think the key is, you know, also getting someone that you love, trust and respect and involved. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And someone that's going to, we can rationalize and justify anything. Girl. (laughs) <laughs> don't even get me started on reddit if you want if you want anything to be validated you totally. can have someone validated on reddit you can find sure. at least one person oh at least bare men <laughs> yeah. but i mean i really do like i talk about my husband all the time because i lucked out he's just great in understanding where like you know being in recovery and going to therapy i realized the way that I was trying to help my dad for so long, which was like 
shaming mm. him and yeah. telling him all the things that he's doing wrong was not helpful at all. And I had no. like my husband there to just love me through it. Yeah. It helped me also be that for my dad because I realized oh. like the way that I was treating him, it was not helping him at yeah. all. Like yeah. want to change or see that change was possible. Totally. So what's your relationship like with your dad now? So my dad is sober now. Which Shut is, up. Yeah. So my dad is sober. My dad, like, wow. and I never, I'm telling you, like, six years ago, if you would have told me my dad would quit drinking, I'd be like, you're out of this world. Yeah, like, you're wild. No <laughs> yeah. And what? Yeah. So I, he's been sober now for, I think, two and a half years. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So that's amazing. So amazing. He is like Justin, just such a better headspace. Our relationship is so much better. Like, of course, he is present and in the moment. Like, he was at, we got, we like eloped during COVID. And so just our parents were there. And nice. like, you know, my husband, my husband still drinks, like his parents still drank. Yeah. But like, then they're like, I don't drink. My parents don't drink, but it was like, we still had so much fun all together. And at the end of the night, it was just this beautiful moment where I'm like, we all stayed in a farmhouse and like, I'm tucking my parents away. And I'm like, how cool is it? Like (laughs) we had this like night together. Yeah. And we had so much fun and we like none of us drank. And like yeah. my dad, who's like a man of few words, was like, like, thank you for like showing me that this is possible. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Oh, so amazing. So cute. I can't believe that. That's incredible. Yeah. So good for him. I mean, amazing for you. I'm like, I'm so proud of you, of course, five years, but like, I find when it's you look really at hard when, for older, older people, when you have a habit built in for that long, yeah, 
Yeah. It's hard. Like the and especially like, like guys aren't necessarily open to change. They don't necessarily see the the the, the issue. They think it's oh everyone else. Gosh. I mean, that's that's overgeneralizing, of course. But I mean, change is hard regardless. I, I shouldn't say that. Totally. Regardless of your age, regardless of where you are in the world, regardless of where you are in your relationship with yourself, but that is really incredible. And that's so yeah, cool and that he, both you guys get to share that. Yeah, we get to share that. And we, yeah, like, obviously, like, I'm pregnant now. And I think about how this affects everything for my child. Like, they're going to totally. have a different experience with their grandfather. Yep. They're going to have a different experience with their mother because of it. And it's just, like, if you would have told me again, like, six years ago, this is where you would be. I'd be like, there's no way get out of here get out of town that's amazing do you think he I mean watching you go through like your journey with alcohol and and sobriety do you think that maybe inspired him along his way or I definitely do think so and then I think uh, I will say like one thing that I did was for his birthday Mm -hmm. it was about I'd say a year and a half after I got sober, I wrote him a letter that I read to him out loud for his birthday, like in person. Okay. And it was so different from anything else that I had ever said to him. Like, it was like, I love you so much. Yeah. And I know exactly how you feel. Mm. I've been through it. And if I can do this, like you can do it. And this life is completely different than the way that I was living before. And I want you to experience this. Like I want you to experience these types of days. And that's when things like really started to shift for him. Like he Mm. really started to work on himself and like on the flip side, you know, I look at my husband, he drinks so much less than he did before. Cause that was like a hobby that we had that we did sure. together. And my mom like completely quit drinking too. So there's wow. just like, when you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. 
You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. The support that we all as a family, like have, we've all like grown and we're all like just in a completely different space. And it's nice because just different areas start to be improved too. You know, like our communication and the way that we talk to each other, like everything is exponentially better. Totally. Oh, I I can't even tell you how much, (laughs) especially communication, like it's not all so dramatic. Like it's not all these like, bombs going off all the time or it's not like everything isn't so heightened and especially Mm -hmm. with family like there's so many emotions there's so much you know taking things personally it's it's very loaded family dynamics are extremely loaded and then you add like a couple drinks into that like see ya oh totally and adios nothing good comes of it nothing and then when when you say something or on like if somebody else says something hurtful yeah. in the moment when you are drunk and you don't remember, and then there's like no apologies. It's just like the other person is stonewalling. Like it's just so unhealthy and yeah. it's quite you, immature actually. Yeah, totally. You know? It's like that whole We're, sweep. Let's just sweep things under the rug mentality. Yeah. So immature and that that shit hurts and Mm -hmm. it gets worse and those wounds get deeper and deeper because lord knows we don't forget anything yeah no (laughs) yeah (laughs) we don't we just don't so Mm. yeah it's just everything has been that's so so incredible i'm so happy for you thank you i know such an incredible like such a lovely it's so nice to hear that someone's family dynamic has really, I mean, it's no surprise that your family dynamic has gotten better because of, you know, you stopped drinking or your change or your relationship with alcohol, but it's, it's also nice to see how it affects, you know, like dominoes. It affects oh my gosh, ripples yeah. in our, in our family, in our dynamics, and then in generations and going forward, you know, it's not just us. It's and, not just us now. Yeah. yeah it, it's like a ripple effect that happens. And yeah, I'm so proud of my dad and I'm proud of my mom too, because she's like, she's a really good support person for the both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of ripples, you're pregnant, you're ready to go three weeks. Yeah. How has your pregnancy been? Like, tell me about it. <laughs> Let's see. I like, honestly, I have to say like the first and second trimester, like I felt great. Like, I mean, I was tired, but I didn't, I didn't have anything like nausea or headaches or heartburn, like anything. And now I have into my third trimester, I have like a couple of complications. So I do have to get induced early. Um, three weeks early. So I like know when my baby, like I know when the baby's coming, which is like, Like you know, it's birth date, you know, everything. Yeah. (laughs) But it's also kind of scary because you're like, 
Um, like, hey, Jenna, what are you doing on Thursday? The <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm uh, yeah. actually, oh, I'm having I'm, a baby that day. <laughs> I'm having a baby that day, so I can't yeah. be there. Yeah. But um, it changes you. Like just being pregnant, it's like, you know, I look back at last year And I was a different person than I am now. You know, I was traveling and doing all these things and really living just for me and my husband, obviously, but now it's like so different in a good way, but it's challenging. Like, I think something that people should be open and honest about is like pregnancy. It's like mentally, emotionally, you change, you like very quickly as a person. And so um, mental health has continued to be something that I work on through this time. And, um, yeah, it's, I feel like just, I'm constantly evolving Yeah, (laughs) physically and emotionally. (laughs) How has it been emotionally? Like, has it been a, a roller coaster? Like, how have you been checking in on your emotions? Totally. I feel like your hormones in yeah. each person is totally different. So, sure. but it is so weird. Like I have no shame in crying. Like, yeah, you know, like you feel like after a good cry, like you Ugh. feel like cleansed. Yes. Like you just feel renewed. Yeah. Like you can like, carry on. You're like, oh, okay, well, we got that out of the way. Like I've totally moved past that. Yeah. With pregnancy, it's like, you cry, but you turn this faucet on that like the faucets broke. So you just, you could just keep crying. My husband sometimes will be like, cause it'll be over like this, like this morning. Okay. Okay. I like start crying because my cat is like, she's 14. I've been, she's so feisty though. Like she's got like six years left in her. Okay. But I'm like, she's not going to be the baby anymore. Oh my God. Yes. So, but it's still like, you know, I noticed I was like starting to cry like more often. Yeah. And I talked to my doctor about it and she put me in touch with this company that's called Mind Doula. So it's like a doula, like therapist you go to. Yeah. And that way, because like, I have a history of addiction. I have a a history of depression. I know these things about myself. I don't want to get to a place in like, after I have the baby where I'm in like a postpartum place that I am like in a dark place and I'm like, okay, I need help. And I'm grasping and I have no resources available. Totally. That's So, so smart. I have like a woman that I meet with weekly now and we talk through how I feel. I'm like pretty, I'm very open with my husband because I will, A, I, we work from home both together all day. B, I don't hide crying very well. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Same. Like it's bad. Yeah. So, (laughs) So those are things that I've kind of just noticed emotionally with me that I know mm-hmm. mental health is my mental health and my physical health are very equally like as important during this time. Yeah. On the totem pole. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you're taking 
preventative measures because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is never going to happen to me. Like, I feel fine right now. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Boom. The baby comes. Boom. Like all these emotions, all this attention to the baby now, <sighs> not on the mom with the bump and the beautiful glow and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough. Crazy, it's just, a lot. But- it's just tough. The birthing class that I took that scarred me for life yesterday. So one of the like statistics that she threw out there that was wild to me that like really nobody batted an eye at on our Zoom call was 85% of women experience baby blues. And I'm like, whoa, why are we not like talking about this more and providing these resources to women? Because it is something that I know just from talking about it on my platform, like a lot of women go through and yeah. just like addiction, like we, there's like this, still this stigma, but the more people that talk about it, yeah, the more that it breaks the stigma down and, and people are more likely to take advantage of the resources. Cause good night. Look at how many resources there are now for people that are wanting to get sober. We've got podcasts like we're on right now and books and support groups and like the list goes on and on and on. And I think totally the more voices that can like shine their light, the more people get help. Totally. And just like you, like someone like you sharing your story, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to articulate what we're feeling or what we're going through or like oh, I actually really like identify with Jenna and her relationship with her father. Like, that's why I'm angry or that's why I act out or this is why I do this light bulb moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, sometimes we need other people to help us articulate what we're even feeling or what we're even going through. So, I mean, I'm so grateful for you to come here and like, even though you're pregnant to take time and share. Stop. When you Uh, sent me a message, I was like, get out of town. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Jenna, where can we find you and keep up to date with you on the World Wide web? Oh, on the internet. I'm on Instagram. I feel like your sober bestie is so much easier than my name. Like yes, to be Jenna Taylor. And that was so easy. And now I'm Jenna Delulio. Yeah. One out of like seven billion. I do want to say. I don't think anybody else has my name. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm on the. I'm on Instagram. Is like the main platform that I'm on, and then okay. I have my website too, which is jennadulio.com. Amazing. Um, do you know what you're having? Like a boy or a girl? I don't. It's a you surprise. don't. Yeah, I know. Well, that's We're awesome. Like- we're waiting till the day of to okay. find out. I asked my husband, I was like, do you want to like announce it? Cause you have like, we have like a birth plan that we can right. buy them. Do you want to announce it to everybody in the room? And he's like, no, I don't just have the doctor do it. Do you have like names and stuff picked out? We do. We have okay, a, cool. And like crazy enough, that was like, cause everybody is so shocked. We're waiting to find out. Yeah, but we had the baby's name, like the both names, boy and girl name picked out like maybe three months after we found out we were have, like we were pregnant. So yeah. it was like, yeah, we have it all Easy, squared away. No brainer. I love yeah. that. Oh, I yeah. that I wish 
there was a job where you could pick names for children. Oh, I would love, I love naming babies and I love like just throwing out names. Like I think names are so, I think they're important and they're just like so interesting for each yeah. little baby, you know? It's like they grow into this name that you give them. And I'm like, totally. I'm sad because I love both names so much that I'm like, like, we're not going to be able to use this one right now. (laughs) Right now. I mean, you can always get pregnant again. (laughs) Always go through this again. There you go. Or get another pet, like a dog or something. (laughs) If you're like, actually, I'm good. That this one was enough. The the whole birthing class was spot on. Yeah, and <laughs> we're just gonna sew it up and keep it in there forever. It's good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Jenna, thank you so so much for taking your time and to sharing your experience and knowledge with us. It was so awesome to chat with you thank you so much like I said this was an honor and so thank you so much for having me on I just love chatting with Jenna and wish her luck on her pregnancy and her journey into motherhood as always thank you so much for listening please make sure to rate subscribe and leave feedback about the podcast we love to hear your comments Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And don't forget to check out the website. Head to asobergirlsguide.com where we keep you lock, stocked, and loaded so you don't have to be. From our how-to tips and tricks, blogs, worksheets, challenges, we have you covered at every stage of your booze-free journey. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.